Growth is the only way to unlock your true greatness, not only to yourself, but to the world. I'm your host, Candace Lamb, and I'm here to encourage you to explore the possibilities of your best life, what it looks like, and what it takes to get there. I've gathered successful leaders all around the globe to ask the questions we all want to know about business, wealth, health, and relationships. So settle in. You're listening to the Growth and Greatness Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Growth and Greatness. I am your host, Candace Lamb, and I am so thrilled that you have decided to join me tonight. I see people are already coming in, so hello, hello, good evening. Tonight, you guys, we have such a show for you. I say this every week, I really do, but tonight is no exception. Okay, we have got an amazing show for you tonight. For those of you who have found yourself stutter stepping in life, like really searching to find momentum so that you can run with the dreams that are in your heart where you maybe feel that you have been second guessing yourself or just riddled with self-doubt tonight, this is the show for you. So if you are watching now and you know somebody else that you talk to and you're like, girl, this is my problem. And she says, girl, this is my problem too. I want you to share this link share it okay don't just keep it to yourself share it with your people because tonight we are getting free i'm ready to grow and be great and i know tonight is my night so i have an amazing guest with me tonight by the name of dr crystal clay if you are in bermuda you are probably very well aware of her but for those of you who are in the u.s and other states and countries let me tell you dr crystal clay is an executive coach and facilitator she is also the founder of a consultation firm called olive branch consultation where her services include leadership development she has more than 30 years of experience in all facets of hr in global organizations in the financial industry in Bermuda, US, and Canada. We are in for a treat. Please help me welcome Dr. Crystal Clay. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be here. And I appreciate your warm welcome. And I appreciate being here with you tonight and having this conversation, this important conversation. Oh my gosh, I cannot even tell you how ready I am. Like I said, if this isn't for anybody else, it's for me. But I've got a really strong feeling that this is not just for me. (laughs) And that we can all benefit from the conversation tonight. I didn't even tell everybody who's watching. Our topic tonight is overcoming imposter syndrome. And before we even dig too deep in the conversation, Dr. Clay, would you please start out by at least laying the groundwork? What is imposter syndrome? Because I know that I'm guilty of thinking that it was something that it wasn't. So please tell us what what is imposter syndrome? That's so interesting that you should say that. And It's something that, first of all, say that many of us are guilty of, and it is an overwhelming feeling of inadequacy. But here's the thing, despite success, that's the piece that makes it a syndrome. No matter how much success you've had in life, 
and in your career, in your journey, in your ministry, in your business, that you still have this persistent feeling of self-doubt and sometimes self-sabotage. And sometimes it's also fear of success. And so if you have that persistent feeling, that's the key, that it's something that just doesn't nag on you once and then goes away, but is a persistent feeling, even though you have all of your receipts. That's imposter syndrome in a nutshell. Thank you so much for that definition. For those of you who are watching and you have access to your chat, please put that in the chat, that it is the self-doubt in spite of your success. That's the key. And yeah, I, re I listen, like I said, I'm not going to tell. This is not a testimony service for me, but I'm just going to say we're in my neighborhood. <laughs> yes, and you can feel free to share. I certainly, you know, I certainly will share. I've had many experiences of, and it's something that I would say that is not exclusive just to you. Mm -hmm. It is something most people at any stage of life will experience. And it shows up in so many different ways that once we're aware of how it shows up, then that is really kind of the first step to overcoming imposter syndrome. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I remember the first time that I experienced, I didn't know it was a term at the time. I didn't know what it was, but I, 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 I was in, let's just say that I was in my early 30. And at that time, I looked a lot younger than I was. And I was teaching a management class and a gentleman, he was in the management class and he was much older than me. And he said in front of the whole class, how dare you think that you're going to stand up there in front of the class and teach us something. He said that as I was preparing my opening and he said like, you know, what qualifications do you have to stand here? And then if that wasn't enough, he actually got up and he left the class. Uh -huh. I was left holding the bag and that we had a great class. I had to overcome that, but it did leave me with this sting of, is he right? Do I have the right? to be here, am I really qualified? And that it took a while to get over that. Mm -hmm. and so I have certainly, and that's something that I remember even now, several years later, but the impact of imposter syndrome can actually silence a person. It can paralyze you. It can make you not want to take risk because despite whatever previous success you've had, mm -hmm. the fear of failure is so great that you really don't want to take the risk of being found out. And that is part of imposter syndrome, is that despite how magnified you are in terms of how other people might think about you, you know, sometimes if you, sometimes people can read your bio and you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> can I really even live up to that? And all of those things, right? And then you're afraid of being found out and categorized as a fraud. And those are the kinds of things that can make people stay in place and keep in that kind of that wheel of spinning around in circles, believing that that they don't belong in whatever sphere they are placed. Mm -hmm. It's quite an interesting phenomenon. One of the questions that I have for you regarding the imposter syndrome is, do you feel that it shows up the same in every individual? 
or do you feel like it looks different perhaps maybe from individual to individual or maybe from like a corporate space to a sacred space i'm looking at the comments one person said wow i didn't even know it had a name the other person said i'm so glad to finally hear a term for what i've experienced this is exactly it like i did not know that that's what this was and when i learned about it i'm like man this hits so close to home and i believe that if we're going to heal from this and overcome we first got to identify what it is. Because if we don't identify what it is, we'll just think that it's us and we're in our head, uh, particularly in sacred spaces, because we can blame that feeling of inadequacy. We connect that to the way that we see the Lord, right? So it's like, I don't wanna fail the Lord. It's not that I don't wanna fail, period. It's I don't wanna fail him. So it's connected to our allegiance to God, which makes it even harder to overcome when you feel like, you know what I mean? I don't wanna drop the ball on something that he's given me to do. So I'm so grateful for this conversation. And we can go back to the question, does it show up the same in everybody? Yeah, oh, that's such a great question. And it shows up differently and it shows up for some some people, it shows up, for example, as perfectionism. And I had a client who started a new job and he was so excited about starting the new job. And in his old job, he was the cat's meow per se. He was rocking it. And then all of a sudden in his new job, he would take weeks to put something together that he used to be able to do in a day or a half an hour. And he was baffled by this. He's like, you know, I don't typically operate like this. Mm. And he was in a new environment. And because he was in a new environment and the environment was so different. He was in an environment that was quite validating. Everybody looked like him and everybody celebrated each other. And now he's in a foreign land. And sometimes when you're in a foreign land amongst people that perhaps either don't look like you, speak like you, or from the same country, et cetera, then you're, you feel like you're out of your league or out of your depth. And the last thing you want to do is expose your weaknesses. And so in this particular case, he was taking like five times as long to complete a task because this email had to be perfect. This presentation had to be perfect. It had to be flawless. And so when we find ourselves in that place where we are ruminating over something that we know that we can do when we're over perfect and flawless, then that is a sure sign that you have maybe a touch of imposter, imposter syndrome. And that is uh, just that feeling of inadequacy, like you don't belong. And so that perfectionism is one area. And, uh, you know, it depends on how much time we have. Procrastination is another. Procrastination can make us Sometimes we use all kinds of things to procrastinate, especially um, for those who are uh, 
of faith. And we can say that we're waiting on the Lord. We can say that we're waiting for confirmation or we're praying about it. Like it's all these terms that we have. And the bottom line is that we're not sure that we can do it. <laughs> and we're procrastinating because we have to think that we have to have the perfect business plan in place. We have to have the complete outline of the book before we write it. We have to have all of the pieces connected before we start a podcast. We have to have all the guests lined up for six months. Like all of those things are signs of the procrastination that you won't even start something because of worry that your work be received. <laughs> Come on, am I speaking here? <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh. You know what? The song by Barb Marley says, um, who the cap fits, let them wear it. <laughs> uh, oh, mercy. Them wear it. But you know, there are so many, I do want to highlight a couple of other things because I see it every single day. And maybe those who are listening may see some of this in, in themselves. So I want to underscore this particular question. Another, you know, I was on, I was in a executive program last week and there was a guest speaker that I invited and the gentleman was brilliant. I mean, it had all kinds of accolades and been featured in so many different kinds of publications. And he told the group, that he was lucky. And one of the people in the group, the participants, called him out on it and said, you know, I have to, I have to say, why are you saying that you're lucky when you have all of these qualifications uh, behind you? And sometimes we can uh, minimize the success that we have. We can minimize our accomplishments by using words that come out so easily, words that we've been programmed to use. And a lot of times women do this, and I'll, I'll digress for a minute and then I'll come back. If I tell you, Candace, that blouse that you have on right now is beautiful. I love the flowers, they're so colorful. What might be an instinct that you might say as, as a woman? That's a real question. Oh, I would say like, oh, I just threw this on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to minimize what you're saying. Like, oh, it's... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This old thing. Oh, I got this from, you know, the yeah. secondhand store or whatever. <laughs> but it's the programming, right? That we're, we put words and, you know, the Bible speaks about the power of words. And there is power in our words. And sometimes our words become our habits. And our habits, you know, all of these things lead to our actions or inactions, depending on which way that rolls. And so our words are one thing. And, you know, one of the things that we do, because, you know, I'm talking to another female, it applies to men sometimes, but more for women, it's self-sabotage. And we will preface what we're saying by saying, this probably isn't, you know, the right direction, but I'm going to say it anyway. Or we'll say things like, you might have a better answer than this, or I could be wrong, but X, Y, Z. And so before we've even said what is meaningful and valuable and what we know to be true, we've already, we've already 
put down our words. We've already self-sabotaged. And so therefore it disqualifies us. It disqualifies the power of the words that we were about to say. And so that is a caution. And those are things, those are signs. Those are symptoms that we are in the imposter syndrome. I could go on and on. There are so many other kinds of things, but the last thing I will say, and I think this is something, you know, I have been guilty of, and many people I know have been guilty of. And that is, if you work hard enough, and I mean, if you put your feet to the grind, and if you put in more and more and more and more and more effort, then that is the thing that will give you the success just by working harder and harder and harder. And then you can attribute your success, not to your gifts and your talents, but you attribute your success to your simply your work ethic. I worked really hard on that. And that is why this came to pass. What does that lead to? It leads to complete burnout. We're so busy spinning our wheels to prove that we can do this, that by the end of that project or by the end of whatever it is that you're working towards, you're completely spent (laughs) and have no capacity for anything else. And those are clear signs of imposter syndrome, to name a few. In answer to your question, does it show up differently? Absolutely it does. And it can show up all those things. You know, all those things can show up even in one person. And sorry, I'll stop after this. No, please keep going. I can do that all by myself. Yes. Solo person. You know what? I'll take that. I can do, I, I've got it because you know what? If I have it, then I have control over the outcome. And so therefore I'm going to do it. I'm a soloist, but I can do it. It's okay. Or, you know, I'm the superwoman, the superwoman. Yeah, I can take it on. I can, sure. I can take it all on. And because it is control, right? And so it's just so interesting how it shows up. And all of those things can be in one person. Dr. Clay, (laughs) we're 21 minutes into this broadcast. And I feel like you have just uncovered my whole life. My whole life. And I don't even know you like that. But I feel like you know me like that. I cannot even stand all of the things that you just said right now. Oh, my gosh. Everybody... Thank you for all of your feedback in the chat. I feel like, listen, we're all in this together. Yes, yes, yes. I see people saying, yes, you nailed it. Superwoman. I don't need help. Yes, yes. You're talking about me. Yep, yep, yep. Dr. Crystal, you are so right. Help us, Lord. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. I need. Absolutely. One of the things that you touched on that I think is so important, and I think it needs to be said, because if you have never experienced burnout, I want to say this really quick. Dr. Clay, I don't know if you know this, but your video keeps pausing. 
So just so you know, you're a little pixelated on the broadcast. So if you have like any windows or anything that you want to close down, just so that we can see you a little bit clearly. But you touched on that burnout thing, which I think is so, so, so important. And I'm going to use my story as an example, but I don't think it's just my story. I was in a season where I was completely burnt out, completely snuffed out, and I needed months of recovery to just get back to a ground zero kind of place. And that caused me to, that created a very big shift in how I manage my relationships after. And I made it all about the people that I was serving. Now, granted, nobody looked at me and was like, hey, you know, you should take a break. Hey, you're doing too much. Hey, all of these things. But now that I'm realizing what imposter syndrome is, part of this is Dr. Clay, she probably logged out. She's going to log back in. But have you guys ever like the point that I'm trying to make is it wasn't all their problem. It was part of my problem. And because of my own issue with imposter syndrome, it dictated the way that I worked and people benefited from that. So they weren't necessarily the villain in that. Like we were equal contributors because of my posture and and how I work and what makes me feel fulfilled as a worker and how I create all of these systems around the way that I work. Is that resonating with anybody else? I see guilty. I see, yes, I've been there. Yes, it's part our issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's so important for us to touch on this stuff because that is a key to our healing to know that people are not just violating us with our contribution to the situation. But once we realize where our deficit is and we get healed in that area, that changes everything. It changes everything. And we're no longer having to create those strict and stringent boundaries on people because we're thinking that people are trying to come and hurt us when really, I mean, who doesn't love a worker who's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fueled by the imposter syndrome. Like that's an awesome person to have on your team. Who can blame them, right? <laughs> Ew, anywho. <laughs> this is just my story, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. So while we're waiting for Dr. Crystal to come back on, one of the things I can tell you about my own experience with imposter syndrome is and this is the piece that she touched on it is being riddled with self-doubt in spite of your success and one of the things that i believe that the holy spirit does in our life is the bible says that he is the spirit of truth and so the holy spirit comes into our life and he allows us to see ourselves and our situation with the lens of truth and sometimes we see ourselves with a deficit particularly speaking about this imposter syndrome. If I'm looking at my life, and even though my life is having these moments of success, but they're not registering with me, then I'm not walking in the spirit of truth. Does that make sense? So it's not always about telling white lies and all of these things. It literally is the lens in which we are living our life. And my success in life is connected to the Lord. My success is his success. So if I'm not able to identify that the Lord is moving on my behalf and the Lord is causing the works of my hands to be blessed, then I am not identifying his 
presence in my life accurately. So when I'm only seeing my deficit and I'm never counting my wins, that means I'm not always seeing the hand of the Lord. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, I should always be able to identify the Lord in a situation. And where there's something going on in my heart and mind that blinds me from being able to see the Lord in my own life, yes, that is a work of the enemy. Yes. You know, I know that this is the time in society where we're all trying to be empowered and all of those things, but it's so much bigger than that for the believer. It's so much bigger than that because we have got to identify where God is. That's right. So Dr. Crystal, I was just kind of, you know, filling in the, the oh, gap for you to so come good. on. that's so good. Yes, you could have stayed right there. <laughs> right? I mean, you're making such a great point. And you're really getting to this. You got to the source of it. And imposter syndrome, when you think about how it plays out in our lives, then when we are experiencing imposter syndrome, then we are me focused instead of God focused. Ooh, that's good. We are focusing on inability versus God's ability. And that Mm -hmm. is what you were just saying. And so we have to check ourselves to say, okay, wait a minute now, who am I focused on? Am I focused on me or am I focused on thee? It's so true. And we would, and for those of us that feel that, feel the weight of imposter syndrome, we would never equate that to pride. We would never say, no, that is the spirit of pride, but it really is rooted in that. Come on. But we are so fearfully and wonderfully made that we can come up with all of these sophisticated reasons why we are not moving forward with the things that the Lord has given us. And it's really like you said, Dr. Clay, we are much more self-conscious than we are God-conscious. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And that is a question that we can ask ourselves is that are we going to put up our fist at God and say, you know what? I'm not going to do this because I want to be in control here. It doesn't feel like a fist though. It feels like, but God, I feel like you made a mistake. Just look, I don't, I I can't. I just, you know, and it feels that way, but the root of that thing is more sinister than the fruit of it. Yes, that's right. It really is. And so we can check the fruit. I mean, you know, the fruit is connected to the root. Mm-hmm. It really is. So it is really something to raise awareness about and to understand your triggers. Yeah. And when you are feeling, when you have the imposter syndrome, for example, in the beginning, you talked about your sacred places and spaces and where it shows up for you might be very different from where it shows up for someone else. And so it sometimes it can come about because of no fault of your own, but it can come up because of extended periods of microaggressions. Tell me more. It can come up, for example, a microaggression are, it's those things that people say that are very subtle that come from unconscious or conscious biases that people say about you or people believe about you. And it comes out in different ways. For example, you know, I heard a lady say the other day, how did you get invited here? And that is a micro 
aggression. And one of my friends, my best friend is, she's beautiful, dark, and she gets all the time, you're so beautiful for a dark lady. Uh-uh. Like those things are microaggressions. And, or, or you speak such good English for exactly. someone who's of this what, persuasion. Like those are things that play on your mind. And after a while, you can internalize those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So if you are in environments that are constantly undervaluing you, having, giving, providing, giving you microaggressions at work, or if you're being underutilized for an extended period of time, experiencing biases for an extended period, then sometimes you can yourself feel like you're not worthy to be in certain places and certain wow. spaces. Wow. If that so, resonates with you all, put something in the chat that lets <laughs> us know that we're barking up the right tree. I see some people right. already have, but definitely get some likes and some hearts that just show that you are resonating with this. Dr. Clay, what is one thing that you wish more people knew when it comes to imposter syndrome? I wish that more people knew that what you do is not who you are. If you could just hold on to that one concept that you're doing isn't your being mm. and remove the task and the things that you're doing, remove that from your identity. Because if you attach that to your identity, then you will either, you will do either do anything that it takes to protect your identity. You will do anything. And that oftentimes means that you will compromise your identity and compromise your values. So if you can just have, rather than having them as a fixed mindset mm -hmm. to say, if you've done something and it failed, then I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. And attach that and replace that with a growth mindset to say, you know what, this didn't work out quite the way that I want, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna get back on the horse. Yeah. And that doesn't define who I am. Yeah. And so separating the thing that you do and recognizing that it is not who you are, mm -hmm. that it takes the pressure off, it takes the weight off, so if you can begin to let go of those controls and recognize that, you know what, I am worthy mm -hmm. and be grounded in the fact that you're worthy because God made you worthy. And if you hold on to that core foundation that you are beautifully and you're wonderfully made and hold on to that core foundation, then what you do, yes, you're going to bounce back. All of those things are things that, that build resilience. But when you begin to align your job with your identity and you align your ministry with your identity, align your business with your identity and all those kinds of things, then you end up in a roller coaster. When things are good, you're good. Mm -hmm. When things are not good, you're not good. And then you end up in a, a position of continuously oscillating between mm -hmm. the two. I think that's so good. And one of the things that I think is interesting when you were talking about how we are not just what we do, but our identity exists outside of what we do. But I think that we all experience that, particularly in this COVID time, 
when our output was significantly restricted because of all of the lockdowns. And I spoke with people and I, I feel like I even experienced it to a degree myself, just kind of feeling like you are lost in the sauce because you're not able to produce at the level that you're used to producing. And when you're not able to produce at the level, somehow you feel less valued, somehow you feel less worthy. And so for some of us, the issue is not failure because I don't know, I feel like I hear people in the chats like, well, failure is not an option for me. So I would never equate the fact that I have failed with the fact that I'm a failure because of my work ethic. I'm gonna ensure that I don't fail, right? But it also is the same within degrees of output. So when your output is low, you know, then we're questioning our worth. Then we're questioning like, where am I going in life? What is that? What is this all about? So I love that you said that. Um, being able to disconnect, you know, who you are from what you do is really important and being able to put things in their proper place. Yes, it's all about perspective. And, you know, we live in a culture now, and I remember watching a reality show. I don't typically watch reality shows, but I was watching it one day and I kept hearing, you're not relevant, you're not relevant. And that attributing our accomplishments to being relevant or not relevant are things that play into the psyche as well. Mm. So if you're not, and especially in this time of, of social media, there is always a tendency or a temptation to compare yourself. And if you're not at a certain place in your life, your business, your career, your ministry, your family, your life stage or phase, then it can play on your psyche in terms of where you should be. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to internalize those things and even feel uh, shame. And this whole idea of being relevant or not relevant, because perhaps you're not in the spotlight for a certain season. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that season is just a season of rest, which is a much needed rest. Yep. And so even in the word, it talks about how we need to sometimes have some pruning so that we can bear fruit and bear much fruit. And sometimes things we have to be in a quiet place in order to regroup. And that does not speak to our identity or that we've lost our relevance. Mm. It just speaks to the season that we're in and to be able to uh, separate that is so important. Absolutely, absolutely. So I just wanna kind of pull out some bullet points that we've identified. So if, you have already said, I am resonating with this. And I do feel like I have a tendency to like operate with this imposter syndrome. One of the things that we've identified, we have a challenge with is identifying God and his handiwork in us. Yes. That's one thing. But then you also brought out the fact that we have a hard time discerning the times and seasons and what is appropriate in what season. And I think it's so important to note these things because I don't believe that we have conversations like this. This is one thing I do know is that this podcast (laughs) is not a coincidence, okay? This podcast is obedience uh, that the Lord has been, he has really been weighing heavily on me to get this out and to create this platform. And I believe there's a reason for it. And like I said, I'm going to be the first partaker tonight, but 
I believe that when the Lord begins to open our eyes so that we can see areas and opportunities for growth, it's because opportunities are on the way. And he is wanting us to be rightly aligned so that we do not miss these windows. And so he's saying, hey, listen, what you're, the way that you're processing things is not right. The way that you're seeing things is not right. The way that you're discerning the times and seasons, it's not right. And the trouble is when we can discern times and seasons for everybody else, but we've got this thing that prevents us from being able to do it for ourselves. And we will feel like, because I can do it for everybody else, obviously I should be okay for myself. And the Lord is saying, listen, this is something that you need to give attention to, something that you need to put on the altar. Because what I have for you requires these adjustments. It requires growth in these areas so that you can walk in the fullness of what I have for you. And if that resonates with you, I want you to put something in the chat to let Mm -hmm. me know that I'm barking up the right tree. But I feel that thing so strong in my heart that the only reason why the Lord begins to bring these things up is because he is readying us. I know the Lord and I know that he does not waste his words. And I know that he has connected Dr. Clay and I for such a time as this. Because prior to this, I did not know that there was a Dr. Clay. And I didn't know that there was a Candace Lab. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord, through his divine working, connected us. And I'm so glad that he did. And I believe that he's connecting us to impart to the body so that the body can heal and the body can be better. Because mm-hmm. I believe that the Lord is right. The will of the Lord is riding on our obedience. And it's also riding on our healing and growth. So... Dr. Clay, before I move on to another question, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that little tangent of mine? No, I love it. It was not a tangent. It was an impartation and that God makes everything beautiful in its time. And we need to be okay with that. And as you said, to discern the time and the season that you're in Mm -hmm. and your time and your season and the length of that time and season might be very different. But I truly believe, as you do as well, I know that it's not Kronos time that we're focused on here. It's Kairos time. God's appointed time. Yes. And when it's the appointed time, then you know that it's an appointed time because you can operate in the overflow. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to operate in the grind of, of trying to do things perfectly because it just flows. It just flows when it is the appointed time by God. And so his ways are so different from our ways are so much higher than our ways. And if we can just understand that you know, just having a growth mindset is having a God mindset. Come on. That's good. Come on. That's good. That's good. I love that you said that, Dr. Clay. Having a growth mindset is having a God mindset. And one of the things that it is helpful for us to remember is that the Lord has put us in the earth with this in mind, that our objective is to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And our objective is to be transformed into the dear image of his son. And that process of transformation, that process of growth, it is slotted to take a lifetime. And it's unrealistic for us to think that we are going to achieve the fullness of our growth in our 20s, 30s, 40s, Mm -hmm. 50s, 60s. 
70s because what he is called what his objective for us to grow into is the image of jesus <laughs> like we're not growing to rungs of the corporate ladder we're not growing to a certain level of motherhood or growing to a level of christian we're growing into the image of his dear son and when we realize how large of an objective that is, then we will stop feeling so sad that we haven't arrived and realize that we will never arrive in this lifetime. Yes. Well, Paul said it, we press toward the mark. Every day I give myself to growth. Every day I put myself on the altar and I say, God, wherever I need to grow, grow me. Wherever I need to change in my mind, grow me. Wherever I need to change in my attitude. And the beautiful thing is, as I am growing, the world around me is changing. Circumstances are changing. And so there's always a reason for me to put myself back on the altar because conditions are different every day. <laughs> and sometimes we want to just be done growing, not realizing that every day is different. Every season of our life is different. It calls for different things. And there are areas of our life that will never even tap into underdeveloped places. Like, right. like you know what I mean? There are underdeveloped places in us that will never be exposed until we hit a decade from now because conditions yes. aren't right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Only way that can grow is to be in that condition. That's it. So, you know, allow the Lord to grow you step by step. Our God is a God who builds line upon line, precept upon precept. He doesn't skip steps. And the reason why he doesn't skip steps is because he wants that everything that he gives you, that you don't lose anything. That's right. That's right. That's because he desires that there be nothing missing, nothing broken. Come on. That's good. That's good. That's right. And that is what he is shaping us. He is shaping and making us to become, you know, and it just so happened that God, he gave me the last name Clay. And I kind of hold on to that name in terms of one of my themes. And that is, yes, Lord, help me to be clear as crystal. Yeah. In terms of understanding. I love that. But molded like clay, like keep me on the potter's wheel because we are never, we have never arrived. We need to stay on that potter's wheel because he's always perfecting us. And even as we grow from level to level in our spiritual journey, there's still more, there's still more. It's like when you start, you know, if you have little children and they start primary school at the bottom of their class and then, you know, they grow up and then they're, they're at the top of their class, you know, and then they're feeling really good about themselves, but then they go to middle school and then they're right back at the bottom of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go on to high school, you know, and then they're bottom of the class again. Yep. And then you go on a call and you're bottom, and then you go into the workplace and then you're bottom of the rung again. Yep. It's the same thing spiritually. Yeah. That you're we're always working towards continued growth. We've never ever arrived. Amen. And so it is uh, it's a continuous journey. Amen. That it's true. It's true. Yeah. And my prayer for everyone that's listening and everybody that's watching is that you would fall in love with the journey. That you would fall in love with the journey more than you fall in love with the destination. Because sometimes we love the destination more than we love the journey. And we bear the journey and we celebrate the destination. But the journey is where all the richness is. So 
I just want to encourage you in that way. Just ask the Lord to help your perspective and ask the Lord to give you a desire and a love for the journey so that you can extract all the good things that he has all along the way allocated for your life and for your growth. Yes, I love that. You know, I mean, he will certainly perfect that which concerns you. That's it. And if we're still in the valley, if we're wherever we are, it's because he is perfecting us. And so right. understanding that he is sovereign Lord. Yep. And because he is sovereign, he knows the way that we should take. And he knows how long we should be in the waiting room of life, the different waiting rooms of life. And he's going to keep us there until he perfects us. He's not going to allow us to go out there and fail, but he's going to keep us in that protected space and under the shadow of his wings. Yes. yes. Amen to that. He's going to keep us there. I love that. And safe for us to come out and get to the next place. Amen. You know, I love the way he works. And I'm thinking about even Peter, you know, when he, he was out toiling and fishing all night, he struggled with imposter syndrome. And then, you know, the Lord spoke to him in Luke 5 about his net. And he was, when he even pulled up that net, and, you know, he was, you would have thought that he would have been quite happy. But instead he was like, you know what? I'm just not even worthy. You know what the Lord did? He completely ignored him and gave him instructions to go on to the next thing. I feel that. I feel that. I feel feel that. Has anybody ever felt ignored by the Lord when you're like, oh, Lord, me? I'm not even worthy. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, Dr. Clay, we just have a few more moments left on the broadcast tonight. But before we get out of here, one question that I think is so important to ask is, Mm -hmm. what are some tools that we can utilize to begin to address those feelings of insecurity? Yes. Great question. And I'm glad that you're leaving, you know, with this question The underlying foundation of all of this is self-awareness. And whatever you can grab that will increase your self-awareness is going to give you a firm foundation in in terms of understanding where your triggers are, where they come from, and what environments are you subject to imposter syndrome. So when you're talking about building your self-awareness, one of the key things, and I'm a Gallup Strengths coach, is to understand what your strengths are, what your core strengths are. Because when you understand what your strengths are, you choose differently, you respond differently. If you're grounded and understand that, you know what, these are my strengths, and you go for opportunities that play in line with your strengths and you support you you get support in areas that are not so much your strengths but areas that you're just struggling in and so there's a greater alignment when you're operating in your strengths and secondly i would say to make sure that you surround yourself with a personal board of directors those persons in your life who will speak truth to you who understand who you are and despite what 
happens externally, despite what might happen in either toxic environments or environments that try to minimize you. It's also important to have this personal board of directors or a coach or a mentor or someone who knows you and knows what's in you that can remind you of who you are. And then they can bring you back. They can help you to shift your perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's part of this emotional intelligence is not just, you know, just having that self-awareness, but emotional intelligence is understanding when you're in an upward spiral or when you're in a downward spiral. Mm. And the key is there's a line in the middle and that line in the middle is the choice. And we all have that choice to be in an upward spiral and to think about what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about things and think about the story that you're telling yourself, is it self-sabotaging? Is the story true? Are you catastrophizing something? Are you ruminating over something that happened in the past that is paralyzing you from your future? Think about what you're thinking about and where it's leading you, where it's placing you, where it's landing you. And if that is a downward spiral thinking, then think about how you can get back to an upward spiral thinking. And that line in the middle always comes back to a choice. You can reframe your thinking from having a downward spiral mindset, a fixed mindset to say, you know what, this happened and that is who I am. Or you can have an upward spiral, a growth mindset to say what, this is happening and I have the ability, I have the capability to get through this. Mm-hmm. So think about and making sure that you exercise self-care in all of this and some self-compassion. Forgive yourself for even times that you've made errors in judgment, and but don't stay there. Make sure that you move to a place where you exercise that self-compassion compassion and receive the forgiveness of the Lord for whatever it is, whenever you've stepped out of his will, don't allow that to be a place that is a stumbling block for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's all of those things and making sure like in a practical sense that you have a journal of your own receipts, things that remind you of how far you've come and the things that you have accomplished in your life, in your job ministry in your business like remember where you started and where you are now and what is in you are the things that got you there so keep your receipts keep your receipts so good well Uh, you guys thank you for watching tonight honestly what else can be said this was so good this was so 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 good i am so excited because i feel like we are shining the light. I'll speak for myself that I feel like I am shining the light on a place in my life that has been dark for some time. And I couldn't understand the darkness and I couldn't get out of the darkness because I didn't have, I didn't know what it was. I just kind of felt like I was running in circles around myself. But this teaching tonight has been so good and really just understanding what the Lord desires for us as opposed, you know, in comparison to what this thing is that's been holding us back. Thank you guys for watching. I love you guys for watching. Thank you so much for your support. I had this fancy schmancy thing that I was going to show you guys, but my day was so busy that I didn't get a chance to do it. But because of your support, the Growth and Greatness podcast is 
being listened to in 10 countries. Can you guys believe that? 10 countries are listening to this podcast. Wow. Glory. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And I say that because, what was this? What, three months ago, four months ago? It was just an idea that I had. And it was like pulling teeth to get me to do it because I was so sure that I didn't have what it took Mm -hmm. to be able to create something that was significant and helpful to the body of Christ. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to tear up, but these are happy tears. (laughs) I thank God for his faithfulness because he doesn't give up on his word to us. Thank you, Lord. Even sometimes when we don't believe in ourselves. Thank you, Lord. The Lord believes in us. And I believe strongly that he believes in his word in us. That it doesn't matter where his word is, it cannot return back void to him. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening that if the Lord has put a word in you, it doesn't matter how unworthy you think the vessel is. Yes, Jesus. That his word cannot return back void to him. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you to obey the Lord, to step out and to give him what he's asking for. If it's a business, start it. If it's a book, write it. If it's a song, sing it. Yeah. Whatever the Lord has put in your heart to do, he will bless it because it's his word. Not always because we know the right things to do. Not always because we're going to check every box, but be encouraged that the Lord is with you and he is helping you along. Dr. Clay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It has been a joy and we could continue this conversation forever, but it has truly been a joy. And I want us to remember that spiritually, imposter syndrome is a stronghold. Mm. And he who the sun sets free Yes, it's free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Again, guys, if you love anybody in your life and you feel like they could benefit from this, share this. Share this podcast with your friends. It will be available on all podcast platforms this weekend in audio form. I will see you next week. And Dr. Clay, we will definitely have you back because what in the world? Why wouldn't we? I love to be back. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying yes. Yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Available. Yes. All the world. Amen. Have a great week, guys. We love you and good night. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Growth and Greatness podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to make sure you never miss a new episode. And follow me on social media at Candice Lamb. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-L-A-M-B-E. To catch the replay of this live show, check out my channel, Rain Life Entertainment, on YouTube. That's R-E-I-G-N, Life Entertainment, on YouTube.